open that, at least for what we record right now together, that got my sound levels where I want. I'm going to give you a few comments here tonight before we jump into this week's debacle. I mean, meticulously crafted episode. Uh, we're fortunate right now to have an episode at all. Uh, as we embarrassingly found ourselves having recorded the other night with the microphone settings once again way way off uh, this time too loud too much gain I had my monitors on for a moment at the beginning and I heard some hiss and I ineffectually twiddled with a couple of dials and just really didn't get my settings under control and then went on to take my headset off and just keep hanging out with George and recording. So we almost had to throw the whole episode out. We really did. Um, we were very fortunate, though, because for the first time ever, we actually were taping in parallel with a portable recorder at the same time. Uh, a freshly acquired, gently used Tascam DR-05, uh, obtained from local Craigslists. Uh, offer up actually being specific um, and uh, so the task cam saved the day um, we still have a lot of work to do on a number of technical fronts um, in particular audio and the management of files and I did manage to badly bodge that process the pulling of files off the recorder getting them into like appropriate size chunks to be further moved around in the lossless wave format that you kind of want things in before you apply any you know, filters or effects to your audio that we all probably do before we push out our episodes each week unless you're doing it live. Fuck it! We'll do it live! We'll do it live! We're not doing it live, though. We'll build it. Anyway, uh, so I'm not going to go into any more details on it. It's boring stuff. It's technical. It all comes down, obviously, if you must know. And I, I, I must want to tell you that it's more of a PEBCAC issue than anything else. So uh, suffice to say, we pulled down some audio. Uh, the audio is okay. The quality of the discourse is a bit, shall we say, coarse, Okay. Uh, it was, look, it was supposed to be a down-tempo episode, down-tempo sode, if you will, and it was, uh, without the music and no real agenda, so, uh, don't worry, we had weed, though, so that was great, um, but you can get in a little bit of an idea of where this went, uh, anywho, uh, ended up cutting a lot of it due to still not being in love with the audio's physical qualities, and, but also due to a general lack of, you know, real information being surfaced for you guys, uh, and I try to do that here, so I've already promised that. So George and I did talk a lot both before and after turning on the recorders <clears throat> that night, uh, excuse me, and uh, I wish we did have more of it, um, you know, because we quote lost uh, some great stuff, but I mean, it's in the can, but it sounds atrocious, so maybe with some more magic later, we can recoup some of those minutes lost about 10-15 mm, minutes in the beginning but uh, George talking about his photography working in public down at Pike Place Market 
uh, and in particular because it's a very you know high population, a lot of action down there. And he's doing a lot of street photography, uh, not unlike that uh, New York fashion photographer, the street fashion photographer. I think it was Bill Cunningham. Was his last name Cunningham? I bet I got it wrong. First name was Bill, though. I'll tell you that he only died a couple years ago. Some people will know who I'm talking about. He was amazing. Uh, I'll figure him out. Put him in the show notes. Um, but yeah, so uh, then we, you know, we also talked a little bit more about, you know, future segments that we want to bring into the show and, and directions we want to go. So a little bit more of the conversation that we've been having from uh, episode nine when we introduced George to everybody, uh, and a lot of conversations have happened offline between then and even now in the recording of these comments. So uh, at any rate, so I'm sitting here with you now getting ready. We, we saved about 30 minutes or so of the original audio from, from the other night and in an address, in an effort to address the, you know, the grievous offenses of the poor audio in general, I'm going to attempt right now to front load us with a few coherent words and a mini, you know, structured episode before we go into the, to, into the rest. Uh, so, as always, what follows is an adult show with some light cannabis use, uh, and this time more than a bit of potty mouth Steve. So, mm, sorry about that, Mom, if you're listening. Uh, actually, I don't know if my mom's listened yet. Um, but, um, yeah, for any of you, too. Uh, you know, I mean... I get that way sometimes, and luckily we, we roll with the explicit, and we're an adult-oriented show, but, uh, you know, sometimes I, I'm feeling my F-words a little bit, and that came out a little bit, so anybody was offended, I'll, you know, do my best to rein it in for the next couple of episodes after this. All right, um, I'm going to pause super briefly. We're about eight minutes in, and I'm going to come right back. Uh, with a nice glass of water and we're going to talk hemp history timeline and then go from there. I won't give you the rest of the agenda of what I've got in front of me here. We'll just do it together. Thanks everybody once again for joining me and get comfortable, get ready to come right on back and get some history. So right before we jump into a brief dip back into the hemp history timeline, I want to take one moment and thank Alex Barbarian from SoundCloud for the chill background soundtrack we have going on during this little intro. Please check Alex out using the provided link in the show notes. Go visit him. Follow him. Let him know you found him through our community. Alex, thank you, brother. You're the man. I found Alex on Reddit today in a post that he put out offering his music to podcasters or other creators. So, thank you so much. Certainly enjoying it. 
All right. Last week we left off, two weeks ago, on our Hemp History Timeline, Episode 9. Um, eh, 8 or 9. Eh, either way. It was 1942, though. U.S. scientists were working at the OSS, the Office of Strategic Services, CIA's World War II wartime predecessor, when they began to develop a chemical substance that could break down the psychological defenses of enemy spies and POWs. After testing several compounds, the OSS scientists selected a potent extract of marijuana as the best available truth serum. The cannabis concoction was given the codename TD, meaning truth drug. When injected into food or tobacco cigarettes, TD helped loosen the reserve of recalcitrant interrogation subjects. In 1945, legal hashish consumption continued in India. Hashish use in Greece flourishes again. 1951, the Boggs Act and the Narcotics Control Act in the U.S. increases all drug penalties and laid down mandatory sentences. In 1958, the last significant hemp crop in the U.S. had been harvested and processed. In 1960, Czech researchers confirm the antibiotic and analgesic effects of cannabis. Finally for this week, in our hemp history journey, in 1961, the United Nations allows the cultivation of industrial hemp. All right. Next up, a little bit of old business. Uh, mentioned last week was Washington State House Bill 1092 on the growing of cannabis plants in our humble abodes. So, HB 1092 seeks to reform Washington cannabis law to allow for home growing of plants for any adult over 21 years of age. Now, the bill is currently in the House in committee. Public comment period just ended on HB 1092. The bill still needs to go through several steps. It needs to make it onto the House of Representatives calendar and then pass that chamber, that is the House, before moving on to the same process, which is introdu introduction of the bill. The bill goes to committee. May have a comment period in the Senate, I'm not sure public comment period needs to get on their calendar and be voted upon on the Senate floor 
Once a bill, 1092 or any other, passes through all those steps, it must still be ratified by the governor before being passed into law in the state. So, um, details and limitations uh, are described in a bill digest below, and I'm going to read you that uh, briefly here as well. And we have subscribed to email updates for this bill. Listeners here in Washington or interested listeners probably anywhere can do the same by following the link to the bill provided here in the show notes. But the digest of HB 1092 reads as follows. HB 1092 allows the possession of no more than six marijuana plants and up to 24 ounces of usable marijuana harvested from lawfully grown plants if the person in possession is at least 21 years old. The bill allows the possession of no more than 12 marijuana plants and 48 ounces of usable marijuana in the aggregate, in total that is, by the adult residents of a single housing unit, regardless of the number of persons who are at least 21 years old residing in the housing unit. So, you understand there, it puts a cap on the number of plants you can have in a building. Uh, pretty pretty directly at 24. So, um, uh, 12, excuse me, 12 plants, excuse me. At any rate, so we'll keep you updated on that. And uh, that's 1092, fingers crossed on that one. Uh, last week also mentioned was advocacy for incarcerated nonviolent drug offenders. So uh, while we're still, while we're chilling here and I'm podcasting to you guys and we're sitting here racking up dabs and looking forward to hopefully passing things like Legal Home Grow uh, here on the outside, more Americans sit rotting in prison than ever before. Uh, and while things have actually begun to show signs of stabilizing, on that front, there's no clear path to reversing the trend. Uh, that is the, you know, mass incarceration trend in the United States. I know it's easy not to think about those people uh, or to rationalize their circumstances in some way, but I hope that if you're listening to this show that we share a common belief that, you know, things like three strikes, you're out. Things like stop and frisk policies like that uh, how, uh you know how about civil asset forfeiture if you've heard of that one uh wow look into that one if you haven't uh it's incredible and if you haven't heard about it i'd be stunned because it has actually been covered by the news uh as have all these uh you know laws and policies they've profoundly affected the united states for the last 30 years or so 25 years or so going back now starting with three strikes uh, Anyway, I think we all regard them as a net negative for us as a nation, as a culture, and as civilized humans. Um, to that end, and you know, maybe I'm making major assumptions here about everybody who's what, what few people might be listening to me. I don't know. Um, if so, I guess let me know. That would be something. Um, but anyway, to that end, and hopefully assuming that we do, most of us have that in common. Uh, in recent discussions, we've been trying to identify where the organizations fighting the good fight on this front, uh, you know, so that we may support them. So uh, I've heard of them before. Maybe you have too. 
but the sentencing project at www.thesentencingproject.org is looking like the real MVPs for us on this issue. Um, according to their website, we understand the following. The United States leads the world in incarceration of its citizens. The U.S. incarceration rate has grown by over 500% in the past 40 years. Over 2 million Americans are in prison right now, or incarcerated, maybe prisons and jails, that may be the case, uh, total. Uh, we understand that as many as one in three adult black Americans or Americans of color are, have a felony conviction. Uh, I think that's the men. I think that's the males. Uh, it may be both sexes. But let that sink in for a minute as you think about things like voter turnout numbers and things like general elections. You know, um, so uh, the sentencing project is working to end mand mandatory minimum sentencing and excessively lengthy sentences. Um, they are working to advocate for and wherever possible, uh, you know, enacting uh, policies that shift resources from incarceration to community-based prevention and treatment for substance abuse and other problems. Uh, they are examining and reforming policies and practices that contribute to racial inequity throughout every area of the U.S. justice system. Um, I took a lot of this heavily from their website, and I looked and checked, uh, you know, a number of their claims, and I've included links to the articles that I found that seem to substantiate everything they're saying. I know that it, I don't have to, you know, think about it too hard. We've all been, uh, you know, seen the effects of this over the years in our lives if we're paying attention uh, and in our communities. Uh, but we probably still don't know the real impact uh, remotely if we're sitting here enjoying and, and mazel tov and, uh, you know, fancy blunts on the gram. Uh, you know, there's people in, in jail right now for doing that. In real jail. So, anyway, um, I've included a lot of info about them in the show notes, and I really hope you check them out, and we will continue to let you know how we're going to try to support them through the show and other worthy organizations that we hope you'll help us become aware of and uh, talk about here together. Uh, all right. So that's, yeah, that's my comments and my content for this week. I want to thank you all so, so much, as always, for listening. One thing I'm going to do in the show notes is include a list of a few of my favorite current uh, listens, podcasts, and maybe an audiobook or two because I'm an audible guy and I love audiobooks to pieces um, and have been doing that for you know a year or two now. Uh, so you know I'm going to start sharing stuff like that with you guys. Sometimes we'll talk about it on the show and sometimes I'll just put it in the notes. Tonight I'll put a few in the notes, uh, but I really hope you know people will drill down and read the notes because. Uh, you know, everything we put in there, we put in there for you to help you in your own journeys and explorations. And uh, 
the podcasts that I'm listening to are super inspiring and super fun to me, and I hope a few of you enjoy them as well and support those shows also. So uh, thanks as always. I'll say it once again on tape here with George. No, I won't because I think I cut out the end. So please always remember, smoke indica. Do shit anyway. such a way that it stops me from doing something that's more important in my eye. And well, well, so subjectively more important right. is different than objectively more important. Right. And there's the question. So is it is the act of the <clears throat> photograph and, and and the capture of the photograph and all that does it actually have any value that can balance against some Well, no, discomfort. I think that, no, it, it doesn't, the subject matter of the photo and the relative quality of the photo isn't really relevant here. I think what, though, you, I was with you until you said more important to me and, and framed it subjectively. I think what we have is an objective understanding that public space is to be shared. Right. That your expectation of privacy is diminished in such communal spaces. Yeah behavior is accordingly um, adjusted as well based on that environmental absolutely uh, you know framework Uh, and in addition to that other people's enjoyment of that communal space as long as it doesn't bring harm to others must you're right. be largely tolerated, and therefore yeah. your photography must be largely tolerated. But actually, what you just said is something that I don't think about enough, which is probably sociopathic, is that I don't think that. Say, I say to someone who says, "You're not, you're not allowed to take pictures here, or what you're doing is illegal." I say, "Well, that's not correct," you know, and I explain the law if they care to listen, which is very rare. But you know, they don't like to listen. They're not into it. They don't care. They they don't care at all, right? And but I, I realize that I'm not thinking about it all is that yes, I have a right to take pictures, but they also have a right to enjoy themselves. 
and not to be harassed. Feel harassed. Right. Mm -hmm. And and so that I do try not to Well it sounds like you have some obnoxious. awareness of that decorum. Because I'm there very is some aware. of that that yeah. still exists. I mean, as you said, you know, if someone doesn't wish you to, you know, photograph them sloppily eating an ice cream cone, it may not be the same level of uh, you know, courtesy that you need to extend that person as somebody who doesn't want you to photograph them as you said, breastfeeding. Right. Or changing the diaper of their child who's maybe a year or two older than, you know, they wanted them to be by the time they were potty trained. <laughs> um, yeah. Right, know. yeah, anything like that. And um, I am sensitive to those things. You know, so now, you're, you know, in their, in their, in their uh, bubble, even though they're in a, pri uh, in a public space, and even right. though they're in a space where they know a lot of times they're not going to have the same privacy. Yeah, you got a red hole in just your arm, came in man. here and bit me through the side of my shirt. I don't know. That's a pretty big red dot. Anyway. Did you just see that? Yeah. It's, it's, it looks like But it just came out of nowhere and has the mosquito histamine. No, oh, yeah, you get the swollen bites. That's a nasty one. Could be a spider. Uh, yeah. I suppose. Oh, my God. You know what? Oh, my God. Okay, I was going to roll this. This is some very white. What happened? Well, what happened is I just remembered we have a beautiful... Hello? Testing one, two. What? Hello? Testing one, two. Oh, oh. Who? Did you? Did I just touch that? I don't know. Don't touch buttons. Oh, uh. well, if you're trying to... Uh, record anything, I, I can't tell from here. Well, George, we are 11 minutes and 25 seconds into recording oh, right okay. now. Oh, okay. I had a feeling uh, you might be recording. And for the off chance that we use some of this audio, I'd like to welcome everybody to what may very well be the 10th episode of the Baked and Awake show. I'm Steve, joined tonight once again by my friend George. <laughs> now I have stage fright. Yeah. Yeah. That was fine before. Just right? Exactly. Okay, um, well, in that case, since we've been recording, let me just, the, the final point, and yes, hello. Yeah. The final point is that I, I do not disregard completely the ethics or the laws or people's discomfort or their comfort or preferences when I'm on the street because I am a fixture there. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like... I'm going to move this table a little bit. Mm -hmm. It's rubbing up against the couch. Um, Sorry, everybody. I'm, I'm, I'm there so much that if I make a bad name for myself, it will ruin that endeavor for me, right? I won't be able to go on the street and just take pictures and enjoy myself because I'll have a reputation Absolutely. for being a creepy bastard. Absolutely. Right, Absolutely. so I don't, I don't behave badly... I take, maybe they're weird, but they're not um, creepy pictures of people. Although maybe they look creepy because of the colors of the, whatever. But side note, yeah, I, um, um, they well, so we'll we'll get back to that, you yeah. know. And well, that's, that's so all this, I had to say. Really. Well, so you know, well, 
thank you, first off, because, you know, that was fun to talk about, and I think we've actually just scratched the surface of some of the, the conversations I want to have with you about your photography, because actually, you know, I've seen a lot of your different photography over the years, too. Yeah, there's a lot. And it's changed. And obviously the Pike Place work is different than everything else, and it stands on its own. And it's also more um, probably autobiographical than anything else that you've done, uh, yeah, in I a sense as well. That. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, so uh, just as a side note for everybody, George and I are about to spark up. Um, I wouldn't call it a formal strain of the week, but I did have a great visit down at Greenside Recreational in Des Moines the other day. Stopped in to see that uh, perennially super busy store. Picked up a pre-roll, and uh, I got a badass pre-roll here. It is from um, Dipped, and they are called Dipped because this is a one gram infused pre-roll. It's a flower pre-roll. It's flower with keef, and the paper is painted with distillate concentrate of some kind. So probably out distillate usually means it's an alcohol solvent. Hmm. Uh, the strain is AK-47. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the strains that breaks my brain. And this mm -hmm. joint is... Of course it is. Tipping the scale at 30.91% THC. So it should be pretty respectable. It should be just about right for two grown, big, bad brothers that you know so well, like you and me here, George. You're right. Yeah, remember, just... Okay, see, I'm already breaking down. Just remember, you're at home. You're at home, but I have to be at work tomorrow at 6 in the morning. I so. work, too. Yeah, I have to work at 6, but i got to be up at 5. You also don't have to drive an hour to get home. I do. I'll drive 45 minutes to get home. It takes you 45 minutes to get downstairs to your bedroom? I go to Tacoma no, I'm, every I was day just to the garden. a joke about getting super, super stoned. Oh, you mean tonight? Yeah, no, out. that's not my problem. I didn't tell you to move to Everett. <laughs> Anybody who knows where Everett, Washington is, yeah, no. knows that people don't move to Everett unless they don't want to ever be seen again. <laughs> that is what it feels like. I mean, it does. It feels like you a start dead going. City. You start going out on you know Friday nights once a month at some place like the Rock. I don't even go out because <laughs> by me there's nothing. You know, talk about that that restaurant, the Rock. Pizza parlor and fucking brewery or whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, the the anchor bar actually is the only place well, that's got any life. This is a well crafted, you know, a little happy. Let me see that. So um, I'm happy that the dipped uh, pre roll isn't like all oh, dusted with the stuff on the exterior of the um, pre roll, you know, because that would be a little bit harder to manage probably. Um, and I've then had you the lose some in the packaging. Ones. You know, mm -hmm. I've had the ones dipped in RSO oil. For sure, for sure, and uh, those I don't like as much. The RSO dipped ones—that's an older yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, right. I haven't seen that in a while, but RSO is just. Anywho. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna further um we're gonna further make ourselves happy here by dropping a dollop of the CBD 
Durban right in the tip of that joint. Never seen that done before. Oh my goodness, what? Oh yeah, that's elementary, my dear Watson. What I bought uh, yesterday was some rejuvenate, I think that's what they call them. They're like these little capsules. Let me see if I've got it with me. I do. Rejuvenate CBD capsules. One-to-one -one CBD to THC. Mm. It's actually a little more CBD to THC. And, you know, I take one of these things in the morning. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I feel great all day. Like, it, it takes the edge off of everything. Hmm. Working. Still have the function of my brain, but I feel relaxed and focused and really nice. They're not cheap. I think it's like three bucks a capsule. But. While George is telling me this, uh, relating this story to me about the capsules, everybody, I've gone ahead and taken a dollop of the CBD Terp Syrup that we were enjoying last episode and uh, gently applied it to the tip of the joint, and now I'm heating up the tip from down below with a regular Bic lighter from a couple inches away and letting that CBD warm up and soak into the tip and, and get through the paper and get into the flower in the, in the tip of the joint. Um, you know, and we are just kicking that joint up a tiny bit more by adding that Durban to the mix. As I said, this is AK in the joint. And I think that... So that, this is good. It's good that you're adding some CBD to this. Yeah. Going back to last week's Show. Right? Like we were talking about talking entourage, about right? CBD. And getting them to work together. Yeah, and CBD helps mitigate some of the the mind-crushing effects of certain strains of, of THC. So In this case. Yeah. This is one of the reasons I love Harlequin as a strain. Because it, it often has a nice balance of CBD to THC. And... It, uh, to me, that has the effect of boosting the body high, but also uh, stops it shutting my brain down, stops it uh, making a joint into something that's like a sedative. Mm -hmm. I'm much more functional a lot of times if the um, strain that I'm enjoying in some form factor has a nice amount of CBD. Well, hopefully this will be just right then. I haven't lit it yet, but we're going to in a moment. Uh, for for those of you who are listening, I'm going to we're going to probably put the, some of this audio from tonight out as a bonus episode, and consider it like an intermission in between episodes where George and I are, you know, deepening our um, exploration of our relationship together here as uh, pertains to the show and producing content together. Um, uh, we also got together tonight to uh, get up to speed on a lot of work that I've been doing behind the scenes over the last day or two in terms of figuring out how to really get the podcast plugged into the larger world of podcast directories, podcast apps, and networks. There are numerous ecosystems out there, uh, many of which are very popular with different types of podcasts and different types of podcast consumers. We are going to continually look to understand that space and, and see where our 
community is and exists. To that end, by the way, side note to tonight's, uh, you know, discussions, I was very stoked, very stoked to consult our metrics this morning. We have some light analytics beginning to accumulate now, now that we're in, like, calendar month three, really like the second full month of oper- operation in the in the podcast as a project. Um, and uh, I was pleased to tell Nicole, and I think I told you earlier, George, that we have international listeners. I heard we were, were maybe getting up towards 100 um, downloads. Well, in October alone. We're, we're about to crack 100 today. We're at 99 downloads in October alone as of a few hours ago. Nice. And, uh, we had 34 total downloads in September by way of contrast. Um, That's good. But uh, we actually have nine downloads in the nation of Ireland. And I couldn't be... So what happens there is... As soon as the screen goes dark on me, this thing pauses and goes all the way back to the beginning. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry, everybody. Well, we may do some editing there, some light editing. That was the 22-minute and 18-second mark. Um, We had a... uh, The laptop screen goes dark, and you lose a bit of continuous audio, although we are now... I'm also excited to say... Uh, besides having Irish listeners, and thank you, Ireland, please, God, all you guys, whoever you are, if it's one guy who's downloaded it nine times, bless you, bless you, I love you, you're my man. Uh, whoever you are, let us know, say hello, send us a comment, send us an email, send us a pigeon, something, I don't know, say hello on Instagram, I'm on there all the time, that's where I spend the most time. But, um, so, I've been spending the last couple of days just firing up, just tightening up the website, cleaned up uh, bakedandawake.com's homepage uh, removed a bunch of embedded uh, frames of HTML with with you know individually linked um, episodes to the show and replaced it with our own RSS feed from Libsyn. Uh, and so while it's slightly less visual in this format, what we have is a much faster loading page experience on bakedandawake.com and a seamless, low-overhead, continually updating stream of episodes that'll be able to just simply appear magically on bakedandawake.com. So even if you have no podcasting apps, even if you have no idea what a podcast really is or care about them at all, I would say if for some reason you're hearing this by accident while you're walking by somebody who does know about podcasts, you can listen to podcasts too, sir or madam. You can simply visit www.bakedandawake.com, for example, to consume our show without subscribing to anything, without needing to install any applications, programs, any software at all. It's just out there, and it's accessible. It's one click away. It'll it'll launch in a player in your browser window. Um, And that's a great way to enjoy the show. Go ahead and, and enjoy it that way. Maybe we help you crack into podcast listening. Uh, I know for myself, uh, I will admit it, um, I don't listen to him as much as I used to, hardly anymore at all, but um, Joe Rogan, one of the 
titans of podcasting, pretty much. Uh, you know, on some on some low key, quiet level, inspired me in the back of my head. And I said to myself, you know, this guy is sharp, and he's incredibly, you know, polished and capable from being, you know, years of stand up and being in front of mics his whole adult life and stuff like that. So not remotely comparing myself. But what I do see there is a regular person of, you know, average to, you know, above average, normal intelligence dude with a, a normal level of curiosity or a little bit above average level of curiosity about uh, things in this world and, and who just, you know, decided one day to turn on a microphone and turn on a recorder and go to work and just didn't stop going to work and doesn't hold advanced degrees and doesn't, you know, uh, have honorary degrees and isn't, you know, uh, recognized, you know, luminary in any sense of the word, but nevertheless has managed to record thousands of hours of really rich, really wonderful conversations with some of the, you know, most incredible people you could hope to have come visit you, you know, in your studio. Is that charging now? Yeah, it, it is. Very good. Um, um, you know, so anyway, so, uh, you know, here we are, we're plugging into different podcasting directories all over the place. Anybody who has a suggestion, who happens to be listening, and I know our audience is really small right now, but I do feel like it's growing. I mean, the, the download numbers alone show us a lot um, just for October, and, and we're on October 10th right now. We've got 20 days left in this month. We have a couple of good episodes, legit episodes yet to push out this month. Um you know, subject matter for those episodes is still in the works. We do have a, a you know, a spreadsheet, a doc that we work uh, together off of. And we've got some show ideas, uh, you know, in an infant stage, uh, you know, ready to, to uh, go there. And we're looking at a couple different options for the rest of the month. But um, really excited to actually be bringing in additional recording equipment. So, for example, uh, a few minutes ago we had a you know, screen go dark on the laptop while recording, which automatically pauses recording and moves the cursor back to the beginning of the recording session. Don't ask me why, it's a little uh, idiosyncrasy of the recording solution that I'm using right now, presently, on my Chromebook. Technical bumbo jumbo, boring, boring, boring. We are also now the proud owners of a Tascam DR05 handheld uh, audio recorder, which we will be using for all in-studio recording as a backup audio archive. So, in the case of losing more than a few seconds due to a little screen blank out like that, we should be able to reconstruct any sections of lost audio that happen to occur because of laptop troubles by actually working with a, you know, parallel, offline, self-contained recording unit. So, uh, stoked to have the Tascam and excited to also use that in the field in the near future. So, um, that was exciting to acquire that today. Um, <coughs> I guess we can. I will spill the beans. Um, I also uh, have uh, set up uh, George with a small, super stealthy uh, field recorder, a little Olympus, like a lecture-style, college lecture, dorm room-style stealthy pocket recorder. 
and uh, we we chose it uh, partially because it was around and kicking around the house and sitting around here waiting since the dawn of time to be used by somebody, and partially because between its ability to support a small external microphone and the fact that it has a headphone jack that will allow us to extract the recording audio from it um, via our mixer, uh, we're going to create some special content using the Olympus, you know, kind of medium format, uh, you know, cool field content, you know, basically, uh, you know, the best recorder you have is the one that's right in your pocket, ready to go at any given time, so I'm putting this one in George's hands and kind of like giving, giving a baby a loaded gun, frankly, um, <laughs> you know, because this thing will hold like 16 hours of uh, audio. And uh, George might be able to fill that up in, you know, a day or two. <laughs> yeah, 16 uh, hours of, of madness. <laughs> yeah, this thing is poised. Mayhem. Too. Yeah, in the yeah. can. So basically, yeah, we got a little got a little baby recorder for George to put thoughts in the can. We both obviously have recording apps on our phones. You know, we've got our voice memo apps, and I've got a little, you know, a mini voice recording app on the phone. You know, basically, we're trying to put together all the tools in our toolbox to be ready to conduct an interview at any given moment in time, wherever we might be or wherever, whomever we have to meet up with might be under, you know, um, time restrictions and etc. And we might need to come to somebody and, and see them and set up quickly and capture a little chat. So, you know, these are tools that are going to help us to not only do that, but do it reasonably cleanly and you know professionally so that it's not hard for you to listen to when it comes time to consume it so um let me get this to be actually lit though parking on the grass over here putting plastic on it. Barely touched it. You know, there's dioxin and plastic, Steve. That's where the extra eye comes from. Why do you think you get so stoned around here, George? I shave a little bit of... Looks like a torch from an angry mob. putting plastic on it. Barely touched it. You know, there's dioxin and plastic, Steve. That's where the extra eye comes from. Why do you think you get so stoned around here, George? I shave a little bit of the bottom of the lighter into every joint. <laughs> you know, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't surprise me if you're taking it's cues the from the Russians. So, 
the Tascam, I'm excited about because, you know, the podcasters who might be listening, which I really hope a few of my podcast friends from Instagram actually are listening to the show. If you are, let me know, my friends. I'm certainly listening to your shows. Yeah, burn off that plastic. And I'm trying to keep up. Like, everybody who participates with me on Instagram and who actually hangs out, I go check out their show for real. It's like super normal podcast. I'm listening to that podcast now. Um, Ohio, I listen to that podcast now. I don't even like Ohio. Fuck Ohio. Give me a fucking break. And I listen to this podcast. I can't even help it. Um, and uh, I'm just kidding. I love Ohio. And if you're in Ohio and you're listening to us, Ohio's the best. Drew Carey came from Ohio. I should really think of some more fucking Ohio. <laughs> Fast. <laughs> Okay, well, we fucked Ohio. it. We're fucked. We screwed the pooch in Ohio. We're done there. Better fly right over that state from now on. Well, thank you for reminding me about Ohio. I forgot it existed. <laughs> it happens, though. <laughs> if you don't have a reason to use it. What do you see? You lose it. <laughs> States just drop off the map after they're not used for a period of days. Country's getting smaller again. So, well, you know... You All right, so there again, we went. we went dark on the laptop. And we lost audio for a couple seconds. And uh, I'm going to have to uh, look into my settings here on the old laptop. Oh, you know what it is? I'm on battery and the thing is about to die. <laughs> my laptop is just literally trying to save its own life and ours. And we're too stupid. Did you uh, find the white, the white brick there? Yeah. The laptop's like, bro, I'm going to die. All right. There you go, plugged in. Yep. Change from red to white. Alright. Alright, now we'll probably bought ourselves some time on the next blackout. So anyway, the point was gonna be that the task cam is recording parallel. And so, so is cool. my little Olympus. As is the Olympus. It's Absolutely. Been recording for an hour and a half. And you know what would be fun is we should pull some of the audio of all three side by side and we can just stack Compare. them on top of each other and just make it sound orderly. Give us some dimension. Will be a dimension. The dimension, dimension. I'm really gonna. I'm gonna enjoy this thing. This this recorder. Yeah, dude. The right moments where I'm just you talking to myself. To. I'm gonna pull it out. No, I know. Instead I know. of talking to myself, I can talk to myself through time. Yeah, how how smart am I for knowing that you needed that? You always find a way to. Unleash my insanity. This would be one of those experiences, I think. You know, you're right about the lighter plastic. That really does add something special. I can really... I can feel it in my brainstem. So, other podcasts I listen to, I've mentioned it before. Cold Case Murder Mysteries. Listen to them. So good. One guy, actually. Ryan Krause. He's the man. Homie. Uh... What else do I like? Those conspiracy guys. Pretty much one of the best podcasts out there on conspiracies, and they're way too powerful, so we probably shouldn't even be taking their names in vain in our mouths. But I think they're from Ireland also, so we got to be careful. Uh, the Higher Side Chats, absolutely love them. And uh, their host's name is Greg. I can't remember his last name right now but really great show 
Um, the Dude Grows Show, a wonderful cannabis grow show. Really powerful voodoo over there. Those guys know too, too much. Uh, and LCB usually sends out an email just a few days after that comment period has ended. They don't, they don't take too, too long to share back some of their findings on this. So, um, so yeah, you know, George, I mean, I want to thank you, buddy. You know, it's, uh, it is a Tuesday night, huh? All right, so it's a Tuesday night, and as I said, we're going to sit on this for five minutes, and I'm going to play some of the Tascam audio for myself, and we'll, we'll see what we pull together in terms of an episode. I may even cut out, you know, a, a few minutes here and there. We're chilling at about 40, 43 minutes, going on 44 minutes right now. Um, as I said, this is kind of an intermission chill out episode. I, you know, didn't even bother putting any music on in the background. Uh, I'm going to try to keep you here for a few more minutes after I uh, press stop on this recording, George, and we can keep on uh, going on our on our planning, but the main idea for tonight for you, our listeners, is to thank you guys for getting us to almost 100 downloads in the first 10 days of October. I'm absolutely blown away by that. I can't believe we have Irish listeners. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, sons of bitches. Love you guys. Uh, and, uh... I'm real excited about this equipment. I'm excited about the stealth recorder and what you're going to be able to capture with that, George. Yeah, I'm pretty excited um, about that, too. I want you to know I have been talking to some friends about, you know, guest spots and, and interviews. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited I've about I've got ideas them. myself. So we need to start, you know, yeah. really getting after that and just mapping it out. There's a couple of, uh, a couple of friends... I've got that I, I think you'd be interested to me. I think one thing that we want to do is test pilot right away our teleconferencing solution of choice, and we need to go with the you know the very most um, common and popular. And I believe right now you've got like Hangouts, you've got Skype, and you've got a couple others that you can use um, that that most other people have at least a half chance of either having been familiar with them or maybe even have them already running. Slack is one of them, too. I think they do the teleconferencing on Slack, too. But um, at any rate, we should pilot that so that we have something that we prefer and that we can suggest to people who we're maybe not able to drag into studio right away, but who nevertheless will give us their time if we can allocate an hour conference call to them, what have you. Maybe I'm talking to you, some of these listeners, right now might be a little further afield. Before we finish up tonight, I want to read to George and you listeners an excerpt of a message I received today from one of my Instagram friends and followers, Sans Syrup. He's a coffee friend. Um, So Sans meaning without syrup, so he must take his coffee real. Uh, he, you know, he was just catching up. He finally got a chance to listen to the show, and he says this. He hit me in the inbox. Finally got a chance to listen to the show, man. Good stuff. Really like that you're getting into CBD stuff a little. 
you should check into hemp-derived CBD. I mix super high CBD dabs with my high THC dabs. Makes a huge difference. He shared a cool link with me to some people who are killing it with CBD dabs and stuff. All right. And uh, I just, you know, was... Um, that's exactly what I mean. That's that's it right there yeah, in a nutshell, feedback. dude. That is one hundred percent validation of everything that we're doing here. Um, Andrew, if you're listening to this, also thank you so much for the five star review in iTunes. Oh my fucking god! I can't believe how happy I was to see that.